Right, so good morning. It is morning. <laughs> Wherever you're listening, afternoon, evening, whatever. Yeah, good afternoon, good evening. So go get yourself a drink. It's actually um, the morning of New Year's Day. So the 1st of January 2024. So I'm not going to talk about New Year's really because, you know, you could be listening to this in January or um, June or whatever. So get yourself a drink. I've just trying not to spill my coffee here. Is is this achievable? Probably not. Let me just have a sip. Hang on, because I really need this shit today. Oh, God. Yeah. So get this for interesting. I was um, up all night chatting with an ex-colleague of mine. And we were bitching about the colleagues that were there. And, you know, in my body, I started to feel all the... Um, all the ailments again, you know, like sickness and stuff. And I was like, bloody hell, it really is toxic. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't sleep that well. I mean, what a way to see the new year in, but never mind. Um, right, so, I'm just adjusting, I'm just adjusting everything. I mean, there's nothing like getting prepped beforehand, you know? Right, so in this episode, we're gonna talk about you and we're going to <laughs> be so nice and so loving, so pre-prepared. Um, I think you're great and I'll tell you why I know you're great because I get feedback from people who listen to my bodies oh uh, yeah and so I know who you are it, sorry that came out wrong I, I don't think you're great because you give me feedback I I think you're great because I get an essence of who you are lol and um, yeah and you know what you guys are so lovely and so warm and this podcast isn't for everyone you know I'm not about the algorithms thing and the AI stuff. I don't really care. I'm just going to be myself. And if you resonate, you resonate. And if you don't, you don't. And um, so I always—I know my audience from a business perspective and a personal perspective. I know who likes me and who doesn't. What tends to happen is people who have had enough and therapy, you know, works to a degree. Um... They're kind of like, you know, they want an intelligent conversation, but nothing too heavy. They just want to like have a laugh and they want to learn a few bits along the way. I mean, that's my audience. That's you guys. How lovely. How wonderful is that? (laughs) So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a few tips and stuff. Hang on, let me take a sip. I tell you, one of the tips isn't to slag off a previous boss the night before a good sleep. Yeah, that'll ruin it. So, one of my tips is try and try and um, try and incorporate humour. I know we're at a time where we can't say anything these days because everything's so offensive. Um, fuck that. Sorry, I just swore. I have to apologise for saying. Uh, I'm sorry, I swore it slipped out. To be fair, I've had to change my podcast to explicit. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. So anyway, look, try and be funny. Try and um, add sense of humour and only surround yourself by people who you can have fun with. Honestly, honestly, just don't bother with these oversensitives. There's a time and a place. Look, I'm 42. I'm too long in the tooth for this shit. I have lived too long to not recognise when someone is genuinely lovely and sensitive and someone who is facetiously manipulative and sensitive. You have to wake up. You have to realise that there are people out there that know what they're doing. 
right? And they want to ruin the room. They want to ruin the energy of the room. Don't let them. Nah, just, just separate yourself, right? The second thing I want you to do is to get in the habit of praying. Now then, I know this is weird, but to be fair, I am spiritual, so you listen to me for a reason. I am not here to convert you, and I am not here to tell you what religion to follow. Absolutely not. You do you, boo. But I want you to get in the habit of praying. When you pray, you you get into communication. You um, release anxiety from your heart, basically. That's what it does. If you look at the art of praying, so if you put your two hands together, you know, your baseline of your your hand is by your heart and your fingers go up. So you're releasing the stress from your heart when you pray just by that hand movement. Look. Oh, you can't see. <laughs> but you put the bottom of your hand on my chest. Dear God. And then all this woof goes up the fingertips and out into the sky. You know? Cool, isn't it? Hang on. So with praying and if you're not sure how to pray because people I don't know how to pray it's simple babes don't don't overthink hands together and you say whoever's in charge make yourself known show me who you are show me who I'm working with right ask that question make them accountable and then you know what I do when I've had a shit day I come in and I pray and I go that was shit no really really you can teach me better ways okay you can teach me in in nicer ways i want to learn these lessons like this thank you uh don't let that happen again and i want ease peace and joy moving forward thank you and if you want me to learn anything or if you want me to notice anything can you do it in a nice way thanks so i pray like that i actually have a bit of a chip on my shoulder about it you know um that's going to help you with a lot of stress you know to become more entwined with the you know spiritual place now you know spiritual what what is that you know what is spiritual you know i don't want to be delulu i don't want to be a hippie and stuff spiritually really is your compass it's your navigational system it's in you whether you like it or not you know i've read too many books around miracles happening and random stuff happening to ignore you know, the concept and the mechanisms of spirituality within our daily lives. You know, I've mentioned this book before, this, um, oh gosh, uh, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Read it. It's miraculous. I read a lot of books about miracles. Like when I donated a kidney, right? Gil needed it. Well, a woman needed it. And um, I just randomly thought, I'm going to do it. And then boom. Someone's got my kidney, I don't know who it is. You know? We get... If you allow yourself to be open to spirituality, then your life is easier. And let me give you an example. So, when I was about 17, uh, I used to work in a garden centre with my mate. And there's there's a maze in the field. Now, it was all open, so don't be pressing charges of breaking in, because we absolutely did not. Um, We lived in the middle of nowhere, for starters, small town. And um, I said to my mate, what are you doing tonight? And she goes, I don't know, what are you doing? I said, she's about to go around the maze. She goes, all right, that's random. So I picked her up in my little car and we drove towards this maze. Now, being 17, and I don't know why, but I just didn't think of this. I think I was a bit young and stupid, but the 
maze is bad enough in the daylight and we went at dusk is it dusk or dawn it's dawn you know at night so it's the later one so um we're like oh it's getting dark brilliant yeah so we went into this maze having a laugh running around and it was a very big maze like the hedge and everything was big and um we're like yeah yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna do this and then it started getting really dark uh, we started to panic then because we couldn't actually get out and then it started to get black because middle of nowhere no street lamps hello and then we heard things like cows and stuff in the other field and we were like my god we're gonna get eaten we're gonna get eaten and um yeah so it's quite a misadventure to say the least so we're going around eventually we got out right but I always remember that example as something that I could give you as a spiritual example. Now, imagine being in that maze. Imagine all the lights gone out. And if you can get into connection with your spirit team, it's very easy to do. Stop adding resistance. Stop saying things like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to talk to them. Just talk to them and wait. And wait patiently, you know. I mean, they go by their own rules half the time, but it's fine. So... Imagine you're in this maze at night and you can, you know, you got to find your way out, right? And believe me, it's stressful. Or you ask your spirit team who's above you and say, which is the easiest, quickest way out? And they go, oh, right, okay, yeah, so uh, you need to go left, Katie, and then you need to go left again and then keep going and then right. They can see. They can see what's going on because they're they're all around you now when we pass into the spirit world our bodies get left behind right but our spirit we're all over the place we we can go up down left right and go anywhere we want because we're essentially a gas <laughs> you know some more than others but it's like you know we can we're a spirit you know how wonderful that's why you know it's such a pleasure to be on earth because we get to have a body and we get to taste things we can have that carbonara and fettuccine mm, you get to taste it yeah you get to have nice wine uh, get to have a coffee and a tea that I thoroughly enjoy um, I get to work out go for a walk and feel good in my body so you can spend your life connected with spirit and feeling like they're going to help you out and they will they always will they always will that's what but you've got to ask them it's a non-interference policy and then you can spend your life kind of really appreciating the fabric of life, which is I get to feel things that when I die, I won't be able to, you know, and my spirit mates will probably be like, so how was it? And you can say it was a bag of shit, hated it. I was depressed throughout the whole thing. Or you can say, oh my God, they do this thing called pasta. And I don't know, I think the Romans made it up or something, but anyway, it's so fit. You know, yeah, you have periods, they're a bit painful, but then you get to eat all the pasta. You know, and it's like, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to have a cup of tea while they're out there. That's one thing I'm really going to miss. But, you know, you get to enjoy it and you get to um, be appreciative. Who cares? Who cares about the odd bad day? Pray, say, I don't want another one of them. Instead of getting wound up by people, you know, because what you what you energize will materialize so if you're having a bad day at work and your boss is a knob right and you're sat at your desk and you're non-stop talking about them talking about them the next day they're going to be even more of a knob and the day after that they're going to be even more of a knob because you're adding energy to it 
And last night I realised how important that was. I hadn't spoken about this boss for like a month. And then we just caught up because I don't know, we just caught up about something and we were mentioning her and then back all the symptoms that I had while I was working there because that is that shit's real. You know, you know, you know if, you, if someone is a bad energy or not. So stop trying to float through life pretending that you're Delulu. You're not. You're not. You know. You know. You know. So only focus on what you want. Focus on what you like. You know, today is the day when everyone starts fitness again, right? And it's like, are you gonna? Are you gonna go? Oh, I hate doing this. It's so. Ugh. And believe me, that stuff works as well because I did this experiment. Well, I walked to the gym and I gave myself negative, um, you know, uh, stuff in my brain. What is it? Negative mindset. And, um, well, I couldn't do the workout on, and the swim. I was in the, I, I could only do about 20 minutes workout and then I did a 10 minute swim. That's absurd. So the next day I gave myself loads of positive feedback and was like, I oh, can't wait, can't wait to stretch my body. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. And I did an hour in the gym, and then I did an hour of swim. I was like Michael Phelps. And because Jack Canfield did an experiment where he got someone to how what? <laughs> he got them to hold their arm up and told them to be negative about themselves, and their arm just dropped down, their body became weak. And then he got them to put their arm up and gave them, told them to give themselves positive feedback, like I am strong, I'm amazing, and their arm stayed up. It was scientifically proven that your body becomes weak when you are negative towards yourself. And you know when you're in a negative relationship, you become weak. I always trust the one in the relationship who has the anxiety, the depression, and their shoulders are down and they just can't get through the day. You're being abused. And then as for your smarmy little partner who thinks they're like amazing and they're, they're so good for putting up with you, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. So look, take it easy. Chill out. You get to choose a lot of what you're going through, you know. You do. So choose to be happy. Choose to change your number. Choose to put all your notifications on silent. Choose to be busy when you're not, you know choose to, you know, with flaky people, be flaky back. Who cares? Or don't talk to them at all. You know, if you want more in life, you've got to clear out all the shit. All the shit. You know. And, um, yeah, I just I just don't have anyone drama in my life anymore, consuming and gobbling up my time. Do you know, I've got a history of this. People are really keen to get in my life and they make all the efforts at the start. They're very intense, texting me all the time. And then because I've got boundaries, which is, okay, let's see how consistent you are. You know, and I don't reply to text messages at 1 a.m. and things like that, because I've got my own little routine. They drop off. They were never interested in being in my life and being adaptable. They were interested in getting in my life and then making it about them. I'm onto a good thing with Katie Q. I am obviously Katie Q. Well, Katie Davis and then Q. Anyway, <laughs> I'll talk about that. I think I've talked about that before. But it's like, well, Davies, because I'm Welsh. But anyway, you know, I'm authentically myself. So therefore, I have an authentic life. I really don't care about people's opinions. Therefore, I can be humorous and say whatever I want and be very relaxed about it. Because I've gone through those attachment 
kind of displacements. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this crap. And I've got a really good thing at the moment, which is I'm just really, really happy. And the thing is, people want to come into my life and make it about them. I had a friend who, you know, came into my life and then the narrative started to change. She started trying to make me believe that I'm a bit of a nervous wreck and I need her. And she would check in going, are you having a good sleep? Yes, mum, thanks. And although that's nice and kind, when it's clustered with other manipulations, it was very obvious that she was trying to make me to feel the crazy one, so I was reliant on her being the caring one. So I saw this play out. I was sitting there thinking, I know what you're doing. Because she wasn't being genuinely caring, you know? And ironically, she was the nervous wreck, but she was trying to change the narrative. And then I saw it. She started telling me what to do with my business. Now, this is someone who doesn't run her business, run our business, she's employed. She has no idea about spirituality or tarot or anything. So she was telling me basically that I needed her. She was oh, you know, you need, and giving me all these opinions. So I, I cut the cord, no thank you, mom. You know, unless you can come to the table with expertise or proof that you've done it before and it's worked, I'm not interested, I'm really not. I enjoy feedback because that's different than you engineering my life for me. And I get that a lot. I get people trying to come into my life and engineer my life and they want to be Katie weirdly. I know it sounds arrogant, but they, they want to come into my life and they want to be the main character. They want to be Katie and then I'm feeding them. That's going to be an absolute fat no, you know? So you have to create distance from people that you know are a problem. You know, so many people I talk to, I say, do you feel safe with them? And they'll say no. I said, do you feel sick with them? Yes. Why are you still talking to them? Oh, but don't gaslight yourself. As nice as people are, you don't have to wait around for the evidence. As nice as people are to your face, if you have a gut instinct, get out. That's the th- thing I've learned is sooner or later the evidence will present itself so if you are tired after meeting them get out get out you know if you feel like you're you've deteriorated or you're on your nervous system honestly it's not worth it it's not worth it right so you are an incredible person I, I opened this podcast episode up with that you are an incredible person you're brainy you're intelligent you know don't waste your time with these idiots hang on I had someone come into my life and she said, this is no word of a lie. She said, you need me in your business, you know. And then she kept criticising things. She kept saying, oh, I don't like your photo shoot. I would have done it like this. You know, and I said to her, what qualifications have you got? Or experience? And she went, oh, I've got a BTEC in, um, in film. Oh, F off. This chick doesn't run a business. She's never run a business, she doesn't do anything. In fact, she's completely reckless because she has a BTEC. So she has opinions because she has opinions. She thinks she can, I should give her, you know, co-director role. Like, it's just bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. So you've got to have your wits about you and you've got to be independent. You've got to, oh, look at me telling you what to do. Okay, let me rephrase it. What is really, really helpful is when you learn why you have attachments to people. Do you genuinely care about them? And if you really like them and they like you and it's healthy, keep it. 
If you are attached because you feel lonely and you don't have anyone, get rid of it. Because you need to be lonely for a while for you to learn about things, you know? Feedback, brilliance, intelligence, all this positivity is never gonna come in if you're living a life of crowded noise. It's like if you're in a room and it's full of low vibe people all talking over each other, and I'm trying to give you a message. How's spirit, spirit going to do that? Because you're so fogged out by all the noise. You know? If you've got a group of friends, or you're dating someone because you don't want to be on your own, that's toxic, dudes. That's toxic. Come on. The best thing is sometimes God, and I'll, I'll talk about God, sometimes God will remove you from everybody. So you think, oh, great. I'm alone. I ain't got anyone. And it's so that you hear your own voice and you can hear the messages. I recently got rid of pretty much everyone. I just haven't got time for it. If you're gonna be hot and cold, in and out, duplicitous, you know, sketchy, I ain't got time for it. So I got rid of everyone. You know, there's people I keep at arm's length who we talk through social media or whatever, but no, I'm sorry, but this is crazy behavior. And I've never been more alone. I used to be very sociable. And in this time alone, I have healed 10 times quicker than I normally do. I have a complete respect and love for myself, something that I thought I had, but not on this level. I have received more feedback from people in a positive way. I woke up this morning on New Year's Day and I was almost in tears with the messages that you guys were giving me via my Instagram. And they were so personal and so lovely. And the th common thread, get this for odd, odd, but brilliant. The common thread is that the majority of people feel like they've known me for ages. And I think that is so beautiful and so wonderful because I've always wanted to be there for people, you know, and um, in a healthy way. And I have never seen so much good stuff happening so quickly as when I got rid of the noise. And some of those friends I'd known for years but I felt like they were a head fuck. And I felt they were chaos. And every time they came round, it was chaos. And I felt like they were after things. Oh, so what do you, what do you recommend with this, Katie? Where are you investing in that, Katie? Where it, it became a like just pulling on me all the time, you know? And I think you can spot a snake from a mile off when you're ill, right? I've had two operations and then I was really ill on my birthday so what happens is I had the kidney and then my birthday happened and I drank alcohol and I drank a lot of it because I was trying to get through the fucking thing and um yeah so I don't drink I'm gonna start drinking again I am but I don't drink because I, I don't know if I'm allergic to it or what but because I don't drink a lot it's anyway it finds its way like yeah I'm sick basically I'm sick and my birthday I was really sick and the person who took me out for my birthday made it all about her it was all her friends and the next day do you know I said I was really sick and instead of coming round which she doesn't live that far away or ringing me she sent me this great big list of how wonderful she was and I thought are you kidding me I don't have the capacity to kiss your ass right now my head is down the toilet and I feel really ill and dehydration is really bad for me because I've got one kidney uh, so anyway, that's very graphic, and I apologise about that, but it's like I just needed to really tell you the root of it. 
And then the third thing is that I hadn't recently had an operation. And again, again, like, where is anyone? Where is everyone? You know? Who's coming around? Who's checking in? Who's ringing me? I can't tell you when the last person someone rang my mobile for a chat was. They ring me when they're in distress. But they don't ring me to see how I am and what's going on. Never. So those three examples, I always, I always, when I'm sick, I watch all these close people flee the scene. That's what narcissistic people do. When you're in need or something is about you, that's why they ruin your birthdays. You know, when you're sick, they haven't got the capacity. They don't want to make it about you. They don't want to care about you. So they flee the scene. And every time I'm sick, I get rid of a few people because I'm like, okay, because it highlights who they really are. When something is about you, you'll see who they truly are. So you've got to feel free. It's like, um, it's like gardening. You know, every day you go to your allotment and you pull out the weeds because the weeds will entangle around the vegetables and suffocate them. And nature does that regularly. Us as humans, for some reason we don't. We go, oh no, I've had this friend for 10 years. They're a pain in the ass, but I'm gonna keep them. We're the only ones who don't keep on top of our garden, which is our, our spirit, which is our aura. You've got to keep on top of that shit, you know? You have, you've got to be like, hold people accountable. That's why I said about praying, hold spirit accountable. It's your life. You are the director. I know that's that people say that like, you're the director, producer, writer, blah, blah. You're in charge. And you've got to get comfortable with that. Stop looking externally for validation. Stop looking externally for love. When you love yourself, the right people will be in admiration of you. The messages I got this morning were so wonderful. So personal, so intricate really explained you know the connection that we have and that's one thing that i am absolutely proud of is that my community has a real connection with me i hate that word community but the people that are on my instagram and the people on my podcast like you guys we we are connected we can have a conversation right if i do a live event one day and you come we'll have a cup of tea don't worry about it we'll have a chat you know and i remember so many people say to me like oh i had a reading with you about two years ago and I say, oh, yeah, yeah, how was your dog? Like, was it all right in the end? And they go, how do you remember? Because I care. I truly care. And God forbid I listen. This is the wealth that I have. And this is high value stuff. So if anyone wants to come into my life, they're going to get access to that. They're going to get someone who truly cares and truly listens. That's why I'm choosy. So moving forward, would you do me a favor? Would you become more picky and spend time alone so that you learn your value? It's only through these times that I've been alone that I've realized, my God, I'm really like high value. I've got these incredible techniques and these incredible characteristics and people, no one was showing me these. So don't rely on anyone to show you who you are unless you've asked them to. Like, obviously that's my job, but I'm a coach. Duh, that's what you pay me for, you know? But you can't, You've got, you, you can't rely on people, you've got to rip their weeds out, if they're weeds. Christmas Day, another example, I just got a load of... And I was like, weed, get them out, get them out. So I don't respond, I leave them unread for ages and then I respond in my own sweet time because you've proven to be unreliable and fictitious in most ways, you know? So look, I am so proud of you. You know, you've gone through hell and back. 
this is why you resonate with my podcast because I just speak as, as is you haven't got the capacity for bullshit and I love that about you so just keep going okay you're on to a winner stay on that trajectory and don't be frightened to be on your own it's the best gift that you can have ignore anyone on social media saying it's the curse of the 21st century that we're on a al- uh, we're alone and it's a big lie quite the opposite all right so i love you loads as always 